0: This is the Shore Vineyard Sermon podcast. I'm Dan, your host. Great to have you on wherever you're listening from. Today, we're gonna hear from our community pastor, Stanley Ross, on the value and importance of doing life together, particularly in the context of small groups. Now, Stanley's gonna join me a little bit later on to give you some next steps on how to get plugged into community, whether Shaw Vineyard's your home church or not. But first, we're gonna listen in on his conversation with a few people from our church community who are gonna introduce themselves and talk about the role that community groups have played in their lives. Hope you enjoy.
1: So I'm Josh, and I've been coming here now for about a year. And I uh, have a beautiful wife and a two year old little girl, and another one due in a couple of weeks' time as well. So it's all very busy uh, with us. Uh, so, yeah, I've been coming for a year and about three or four months in, started to get involved with community groups and have been loving it ever since.
2: Cool. And uh, whose community group do you?
1: I'm go with to? Jeremy and Lavara. Shout out to them. I don't, I don't know if they're here, but um, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic community group. Made me feel at home straight away. And uh, so, actually, one of the highlights of my every two week little schedule there so uh, yeah been really enjoying it.
2: Cool fantastic thanks Josh. Uh, Gabrielle?
3: Yep so my name is Gabrielle and I have my lovely husband couldn't make today but I've got um, three boys twins who are five and my youngest just turned three.
2: So do you think that boys are easier than girls? or I wouldn't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Different topic sorry. <laughs>
3: um, yeah so I'm um, I guess the community group I'm a part of really now is, is um, mainly music. So way back where I'd been taking my boys over the years and um, now I've got the privilege of running it. So awesome. it's my Fantastic. get-together each week.
2: And have you been involved in other community groups as and well? Yes,
3: I have also been part of Jeremy and Lavares, which is lovely to get along when
4: I can to that.
2: Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Gabrielle.
4: Hi, my name is Marianne. I'm married to my lovely husband Rob there. We've been coming to Shaw Vineyards for nearly three years and I've uh, been leading a life group year for about two I think. Uh, our son is somewhere at the back, Jack, and we have two older daughters as well. Um, yeah, it's
2: good. Cool. Yeah. And Marianne, you've got a slightly foreign accent. No. Oh, sorry, we've got, we've got a foreign accent. So... Oh,
4: okay, we're Welsh. <laughs> and we became citizens a month ago.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And we've been here ten years. Awesome. Yeah. Cool.
2: Cool. And so, when you're Welsh, is it highly offensive to be asked if you're Scottish or right? You just, you just. That, so we shouldn't talk about that.
4: No, it's fine. I'm good with Scots. <laughs> okay. We're
2: all Celts. We're all Celts. Oh, oh right.
4: Okay. Except the English. Okay. Showing Joking. my.
2: Joking. Okay. Showing my ignorance right from the get-go. That's, uh, it's Okay. Cool. Okay. And um, that's fantastic. So. Um, if, if I was to ask you a question like why why are community groups important you know so how would we how would we begin to answer that maybe Gabrielle do you want to
3: um, I think for see, me see. I've always thought that community groups are a chance to belong they're a chance to connect and Sundays don't always provide that opportunity to have those. Good conversations and the and yeah. the connections and build up the relationships in the same way that meeting up together in the week actually gives you more of the one-on-one chance I think and it, and as well it's a chance to give back into other people's lives and to, to do life together right. so yeah, yeah
2: cool and so for you personally um, you know has that what what sort of difference has that kind of made for you like-
3: well for me I I think it. It gives me ownership right. and, and a part of being the body of Christ, I guess, in a way. That, that's, it's the, the clicking in and, and becoming connected in an active way in some shape or form that, that means you feel you are part of the body and you're able to outwork that and...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Josh, you were saying uh, you know you've been here for about a year, yeah. and that um, you know being part of that that group has been kind of important um, to you in the journey of just you know getting connected in here. Can you just unpack that a little bit for us? Like, what is it? What has it meant for you? Has it has it made a change the way that you kind of come into a, a service on a Sunday, or just internally as you've got connected into one of the groups? What's that done for you?
1: Yeah, I think for us it was, um, I guess, a little bit different because we'd just come back from living overseas for four years at the time. So it was a whole reintegration of getting used to New Zealand again and and getting, I mean, we had our our physical family here, but getting connected in with a church family as well. So I knew from very early on that um, whatever church we were going to go to and, and commit ourselves to, we wanted to be involved not just on a Sunday but actually grow into the family. And, I mean, Gabriel was bang on. And she said, um, doing life together. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what we wanted to do. So um, Jeremy and Lavara and their group, um, Pastor Vic invited us and we went and just, it was just really, really fantastic. And it was, for me, it's about exactly just doing life together, celebrating the highs and, and being with people during the lows as well, because um, cool. that's life, you know? And so, um, yeah, it was just that tightness because um, like what Gabrielle was saying, it's hard on a Sunday. Yeah. No one's got time. We're right. also time poor. Um, so it's really nice to have that time set aside every two weeks that you can put in. It's, it's um, it, You're committing yourself to a group, but it's not too commitment-heavy, if you know yeah. what I mean. It's yeah. not like three times a week or even once a week. You know, Once every two weeks, a really, really nice balance
2: yeah.
1: um, and just helps us to stay
2: connected. Cool. And would would you say that that was one of the reasons why you have decided to make Shaw Vineyard home? Or is it just a piece in the puzzle or...? No.
1: Uh, it's probably a piece in the puzzle. Um, I think when we first came to to Shore Vineyard, we didn't actually have... Um, Pastor preached for probably four or five weeks. I don't know what he was doing, but um, oh, some holiday
2: somewhere, right? You know. So we're getting used to the church, and
1: we're like, well, you know, we we, we better hear this guy. So we just always we'll keep kind of coming. But but for us, it was um, we could actually we just actually noticed something special about the people, um, oh. the way they introduced themselves to us, um, the way they kind of cared about who we were, and were asking really really active questions. And um, you know, my my wife's very kind of amazing like that she sees that kind of thing resign very black and white and she was saying you know I can just see something in the heart of these people and that's coming that's got to be coming from the top so let's just let's just let Vic come back from Spain and and (laughs) we'll we'll hear we'll hear him out and you know we'll 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 see what he's like but um so for us I think yeah joining Shorvinia was very much about um just really capturing the heart of the people and being like wow this is pretty cool so I would say that the Small groups are very complementary to that. Sure. Um, and it's just a way to get to know people more. But um, probably my favourite part of being involved with Shaw
2: Vineyard, right. I think. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's awesome. And what a, great, um, what a great observation about us as a family. You know, that, that should be really encouraging um, to hear someone talk about that. Like the, the questions that you ask in the foyer, they're actually really important. You know? And probably for most of us, we can remember back to what it felt like to be new, but sometimes it is easy to forget as well, uh, you know, to sort of really um, have those conversations and so forth is really important, that's awesome. And what about for you, Marianne, like you, you've you got a little bit of a, a different angle here in that you lead one of the groups, yeah. so so you obviously think that community groups are important, but why Why do you see, what value do you see in them and why are you so involved? Why are you committed Okay, so
4: them? I've always been in a group since a teenager, yeah. since our married life, when we've Figuring out the other day, we've been leading a group for about 20 years. Whoa. Various parts of the world. Yeah. So um, the value is, I mean, when we hit here in 10 years ago, I knew for me, I need to be part of a church and part of a life group to get um, friends around me because we have no natural family here. Yeah. So that needed to happen, and it has, and we, it is really good. But um, the value in the life group is, um, yeah, we look forward to the fortnightly. Uh, You know, the the meet and um, our people in our group are really... We range from huge ages, from 20s up to 80s. Kath is in our group, and she's phenomenal. But it's this time where you, as they've already said, you share, and we are part of a family in that group. We care for each other. We look out for each other. Um, It's pastoral, so there is value, you know, because you can't, as she said, you can't get that always on a Sunday. So the value is that... um, He's part of our extended family, and we love them.
2: Cool. Yeah. And so kind of like on a practical level, you yeah. know, people arrive to your home. What does what a, what is a, what is a, group a group? night look like?
4: Oh, typically. Um, there's always cake. There's always tea and coffee. Sometimes <laughs> there's wine. There's lots of laughter. There is tears as well. Um, we, do, um, we do the study. We do our prayer time. We pray for each other. We find out what's going on in people's lives, um, where they're at, the... You know, and we go through all aspects of joy and sadness, and we're there to re all occasions cool. and with them. And um, yeah, Rob predominantly leads the group. I just, the side act type thing, yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy with that.
2: <laughs> a very important part of yeah. the side act, I would, yeah. uh, I would hazard a guess. <laughs> No, that's, that's cool. Um, one of the cool things about the way that we do groups here that we'll go into a little bit more in detail in a second, um, but there's a lot of flexibility, you know, in what the individual groups look like. Um, so that's really cool to have some insight yeah. into what your group does. And, and kind of speaking of which, Gabrielle, I want to just hone in a little bit more just for a moment on what you do because one of the things with our groups is that we expand them out to not just being your traditional home group style group, but we also have what we call focus groups. Terms aren't important, but it's a fo- focus group. So they're more task orientated, uh, or they're outreach orientated. Um, so for Gabrielle, you know, she's leading a group that's leading mainly music, um, and so mainly music. What 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 is it? How does it work? When does it gather?
3: So um, we have mainly music on Friday mornings here at the church in the term times, and it's just a chance for the community to come into our doors and connect. And um, we have a lovely team of people who um, help make it happen. And um, yeah, it's just a great opportunity to serve and to show love together, I think, and, Mm -hmm. and to see these people. Some of them, they don't know anybody else in the community. I don't know if they've been in a church before and it's a chance to come in the doors to have a coffee and a bit of baking and chat with some other families around them and for the chance for the kids to play and enjoy the music. And I don't know, I feel really privileged that we we get to continue this. It has seasons where it hasn't hasn't happened for different reasons, but I just feel it is a privilege to to get to know these families that come in and to have those Little God moments mm. with them, yeah.
2: And is it scary to be involved? It's mainly music. Do you have to be able to sing and dance? or like?
3: I know? have to sing. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> my family would never have picked that for me. I'm the least musical in my family. But um, that's not what it's about. Right. It's about having fun with my son, doing oh. it up the front, and showing that, yep, we have moments of tantrums up the front. We cope. We're <laughs> keeping it real. We, we, we just... Go. we're just trying to show families that this is a place where we want you to come feel loved feel that you have a chance to do something fun with your kids and have a chance to build relationships we want to get to know the families that come we want to be able to be there to hear about what's happening in their life we have been privileged to, to be alongside them and pray for them in moments where they, we know they've got heartache in the family or whatever yeah. just yeah it's Yeah, it's not always easy, but oh, it is a privilege,
2: We're talking about the the piece in the puzzle that community, community groups play in helping to generate and facilitate a flourishing community here at Shore Vineyard Church. And I was thinking to myself, okay, so if we're talking flourishing community, rich community, what's, a, what's a, um, the best kind of picture or, or idea that we could get to? And so uh, up on the screen here, we've got this beautiful tropical rainforest. And uh, even notice, even on a hill, here we are, Forest Hill, you know. Ah. Oh. <laughs> And I was thinking, you know, like, the, the cool thing about a tropical rainforest, I'm botanist or whatever it is, you know, getting to David Attenborough, as you know, if you've heard me before, um, but, uh, you know, in a tropical rainforest, there's the different layers, right? So there's the canopy layer, there's the subcanopy layer, there's the whatever the next layer down is, there's the dirt, there's, um, you know, whatever the different layers are, <laughs> even beneath the un- un- understory, but someone will correct me afterwards, um, and uh The thing that I really like about this picture is that life is not contained at one level. In fact, in a tropical rainforest, at every level, there is life. It breeds life and it supports life. And the thing is that when it comes to the role that our community groups play within the life of our church, it's not about a particular type of group. We're not, I'm not standing up here asking you to please join up to a type of group. What our groups do is they facilitate life at all the different layers. And if you want to get connected into a, a connect group that just meets sporadically and you just want to start some relationships with people, that's cool. If you want to have a short-term uh, group, I, you know, time-wise, that's all I can do. That's cool. If you want to join uh, to a regular ongoing commitment, that's cool. It, it, you can join multiple labs. We, did, we don't mind. And in fact, one of the real um, key things that I've got in the back of my head that I may as well bring to my mouth is that this is not obligation-driven. One of the things that I, I really appreciate about us as a church is we're not an obligation church. You don't have an obligation to be a part of a group. We want to not serve a structure of groups. We want groups to help to facilitate what we're going for. And what we're going for is flourishing community, rich, deep community. And they are simply there to serve us in that journey. So as we go along, if that means changing the structure, so be it. The deal is that they're there as an opportunity for us to really step into them. This whole hashtag SVC together thing, it's more than just a kind of a gimmicky, you know, thing. <laughs> there's, it's more than just something we can kind of use on social media and, you know, that's, that's a helpful tool. It's, there's something deeply biblical about this idea of doing community together uh, with one another. You know, right from the get-go in Scripture, uh, we see this as, I know, Genesis 2, it's not good for man to live alone. We, we see this theme of doing life with others be birthed right from the story of creation. That at the end of the day, you and I, we're not meant to just do life by ourselves, independent, isolated. It's, not, it's just not how God created us. You can be an extrovert or an introvert. That's not the point. We still need people around us to do life together with. Psalms, for example, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Or in Deuteronomy 32, one can put 1,000 to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. Galatians six, we were inspired to carry each other's burdens. Uh, one John four, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And of course, in the story of Christ Himself, you know this uh, this man that went around and gathered this group of people around and these these disciples. And really instilled into him. His mission was not to create a program, uh, to, create a, to write a great book, uh, to, to, to set up some particular format. His, his mission was to instill into this group of people something that would last beyond him. And, uh, you know, like it's, I, I think it's just really pertinent that here we are a week on from Easter you know we had this this awesome series, these moments of color series this leading up to the uh, to the cross and resurrection. And you know just in, in in the same sort of way, these disciples that went through this journey with Jesus and they they experienced that heartache and that thrill of the cross and resurrection, and then they were kind of positioned at that point of, well, what do we do next? You know, okay, what's this? What do we do? And we find them in that next moment. First of all, Jesus, well, one of the things he does is gathers them together to have breakfast together, a little meal together. But then the, that next significant moment at the birthing of the early church in Acts where we, where we see them as a group gathered together and the Holy Spirit is poured out upon them uh, in that moment. There's something that's, that's taken place as they've gathered together. Then in Acts 2, and in fact, if you do have your Bible with you, on your phone or whatever, it'd be awesome to uh, turn in here. I want to read a few more verses to you. Uh, And in Acts 2, these are fairly well-known verses, but again, they they don't set out a, a, a format as such, but they do definitely set out a bit of a rhythm of what these disciples did and what we can also embrace. So in Acts 2, in verse 42... It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to one another as they had as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I'm not, like I say, I'm not proposing, or I don't even think the Bible's proposing to us that we need to do exactly what those early disciples did, you know, context changes, um, but there is something in that rhythm, you know, that that meeting together, that worshipping together, that sharing a meal together um, that they did, which I think is an important challenge for us and an important question for how are we embracing that rhythm within our own lives. And I I guess as I kind of think of that, and I... I I just think that there's some, there's some particular kind of words that come to mind if we were to do that, you know, if as a community of people we were really to embrace this whole idea of us together. In fact, um, Josh said it while we were uh, sitting on the couch there, that whole idea of time. You know, time is uh, it's a big challenge, isn't it? <laughs> we, are, you know, we are time poor, but you know, like that um, mainland cheese ad. Yeah, you know, you know, good things take time. It takes time. We were at a fortieth uh, birthday last night, and it was a cool chance to uh, get together with some friends that we hadn't seen for a while. And you know, you get into a bit of a conversation, and sooner or later, you start the story with, "Remember when?" You know, "Remember when we went?" camping parkery that time and the cyclone came through (laughs) remember when we had that night at home group and it was like it was just it was really powerful and someone shared, you know just those those shared experiences that we have they have a real requirement of time And, uh, you know, us as a community, it's dynamic. We've got people who are new coming in all the time. Uh, If I got those in the room who have been here for less than two years, almost half of us would be standing. You know, there's this dynamic and there is this need to spend time with one another to invest that time, to put that time to good use. How's the time that you spend? Where are you spending your time? Do you see doing life with others as a good investment of time? I guess that's the question that I'm really posing. It's also words like authenticity. You know, just I I, I love the authentic nature of who we are. Uh, And and I hope that you feel that as well, you know, that, that you can be the real you. You don't need to put on any sort of face to walk into the building here on a Sunday morning or equally so into a, one of our community groups. That you, you can just have that space to be the real you. There's power in being able to be the real you. There's something beautiful in a group of people who are authentic. There's something that goes way beyond words when you walk into a room like this and you just get the sense that people are actually genuine like you know, like we were worshiping when rob was just leading us before and uh, you know just that, that phrase we're hungry for you you know like that's a genuine authentic god we we're, we're hungry for you you know like we we want to see your reality move in our lives and the people's lives around us authenticity do you feel like you can let the real you out or do you have spaces in your life where you can let the real you uh, out. Maybe groups could be a place for that to take place. Uh, really closely associated that. I'm just thinking of words that, you know, that, uh, that I'm thinking that if we're really to embrace this, this has got to become reality. So the other word that I'm thinking is vulnerability. And uh, we all love being vulnerable, don't we? <laughs> yeah, no. It's tough to do genuine community without being vulnerable. Uh, it just, it, you just can't really do it. And, and I know that it's scary. It's scary for all of us. But it's really important for all of us as well. And it's not, it's not a case of needing to be vulnerable and share everything out there for everyone. It's just that there's a few that, or a space where you can do that. And, and vulnerability, it's not just about sharing the difficult things. You know, it's not just about how you're really struggling with that relationship with your workmate at the moment and you'd love a group of people around you to help pray through that. Uh, it's, It's not about that tragic situation in your family or in a loved one who's going through a significant health crisis at the moment, although those things are very important in it. It's also, man, it's scary for me to pray out loud in front of other people. And so I did that. And there's a bunch of people that know that that was a big deal for me, and they're for me and with me. And it was scary, but it was a great victory moment, you know. So being vulnerable in that way, maybe, maybe that just I sense a, a kind of a word for someone, or I want to specifically pray for someone about something, and you've got this group of people that you can actually do that with. You know, sometimes in the larger Sunday context, it's difficult to be able to have those vulnerable moments, you know. Uh, But in a small group setting, that's a great place to be able to walk forward in that area. When you share that success with people, joy is increased. When you share that difficult heartache moment, the sadness is dissipated somehow in the sharing of burdens with one another who knows you and who do you know there is immense power in being known and knowing when we gather together as a community do we know one another and then of course there's intentionality. Um, it's, just, it's just making specific decisions to be intentional about where we would put our time, where we would go. I, I know that for Rach and I, that's, you know, that was a big part of the journey for us making sure home. Um, there's lots of little things, you know, like it's not just one particular thing. It, it was the fact that Vic and Fran were open and engaged with us and asked us great questions and uh, and wanted wanted to get to know us. It was the conversations in the foyer like we've um, referred to before, that people were genuine and authentic and and wanted to get to know us. It, it was um, also intentional decisions to do things like go to our get to know us night. Uh, okay, right I, I want to be part of this church I want to get connected here and I want to know more of the story. It, it was the intention, intentional decision to go to Rob and Nerida's, uh house group uh, at their place to begin those relationships and connections which was fantastic uh, It was intentional decisions around going to camp out and, and that sort of thing. So, you know like there's got to be this sense of intentionality that community, does, community doesn't just magically happen you know it comes out of intentionality like we we want to do that we we're here to do that and and I know what some of you are saying you're saying to me Stanley that's cool but I don't need to go to a group to get that (laughs) I can have my own friends around me I don't need that that sort of uh, don't tell me what to do (laughs) and you know what you're absolutely right you're totally right it, 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 joining up to a group signing up to a group like we've said it's, it's not about the tick in the box it's not about the have to it's not the only way but it is there to be able to serve us in facilitating what's taking place amongst us as a body of people and as we each embrace this idea of doing life together as a community, there's just amazing things that can take place. Like that, you know, coming back to that uh, picture of that tropical rainforest, if we are a flourishing community, there will be stories of life and of health that would come out from every layer. That There'd be great stories of God intervention moments uh, because of what's been taking place within our community groups. So... All I'm really saying today, and I'm encouraging us all to do, is that at some level we would engage in this flourishing community that is Shaw Vineyard Church, because we'd love to have you on the journey. So why don't I ask you to stand to your feet? Why don't I pray for us and? Uh, and like I said uh, earlier on, we've got our, uh, our leaders around who are going to be in the foyer to have chats with and so forth. We've got screens up there with information, laptops there, etc. But more importantly, it's just about having those conversations with, with others about how we could be engaged. And just one last thing before I pray that, um, that I hope you don't find too um, confronting uh, is that, you know, I think that you will be really benefit from being a part of our community groups. I think that, but what I know is that we will benefit from you being a part of it, that when we do life together in that way, we each benefit and we miss out if you're not prepared to engage. So let's pray. God, we just say thank you. We thank you for each other. We thank you for the person on our left and right, Lord God. We thank you for this group of people God, we thank you for the power that there is in doing community together. And God, we want to draw close. We want to draw close to you. We want to draw close to each other. And God, we pray that you would help to uh, lead us forward in that journey, Lord God. Help us to create and find that great rhythm of being able to do life together, of that flow of coming together and going away, Lord God, of sharing our lives uh, with one another, Lord God. We we love you and we thank you so much, God, that you are leading us forward. In Jesus' precious name. Everybody said, Amen.
0: You're listening to the Shore Vineyard Sermon Podcast, back here with Dan and Stanley here in our little studio, which is actually just our empty church auditorium. Thanks for being on the podcast.
2: No problem, Dan. Very nice little studio you've got here. Oh, it's
0: beautiful, isn't it? Very comfortable. There's flowers and chocolate. We should get some chocolate, actually. (laughs) We should. So let's talk about being in community groups. If I'm listening and I'm convinced and I'm a part of Shore Vineyard Church, what's the next step? How do I get involved?
2: Yeah, cool. So really nice and simple on our website. um, We've got all of the details that you need. So if you go to svc.org.nz slash groups. Then you'll find everything that you need.
0: Cool. And now, uh,
2: community groups,
0: as we sort of talked about them, aren't just the cl- the classic meeting in people's homes. Yep. We, you know, we had um, mainly music. Talked about it a little bit as well. So, what are the different kinds of groups? What is the the idea behind connecting in more ways than just meeting in people's living rooms?
2: Yeah. Cool. Great question. So, we've got. Um, Here at Shaw Vineyard, we have basically grouped our groups into three different categories. See what you did there? That's good. Grouping groups, I like it. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So first is house groups. It's your classic cell group, home group, whatever you uh, have called it in the past Um, and so those groups are traditionally either weekly or fortnightly uh, ongoing meetings in people's homes, getting around connecting together, sharing around the word maybe worshipping, praying for each other etc. And then our second group is what we've called our focus groups. So in our focus groups what we've got here is either they are short term groups maybe a six week long um, study group that meets around around a particular focus for that time, then they're done and dusted, finished, out they go. Or they are groups that are ongoing, but they're focused around a particular, uh, maybe community uh, task or uh, an outreach activity, such as mainly music, like you mentioned. Right,
0: so other focus groups would be things like the Alpha course or Alpha marriage, yep. gap money, budget course, exactly. sort of those sort of things that pop up from time to time. And again, you can find all the info on the website. And then there are connect groups, which is sort of, more than just casually meeting for coffee, but intentionally gathering a group of people together.
2: Yeah, that's right. So these groups are far more sporadic. They might meet every six weeks or every three months, but their purpose is to connect people together, to to basically have an initial spot where people can gather together, build relationship, but it's connection orientated.
0: I love what you said in your talk before of... Like, there is only so much you can get. There's only so deep you can go in your five minutes, hi, how you going, conversation on a Sunday. And then at the very end, you sort of say, you know, we're not a church that puts on small groups because we're a church that needs small groups, but actually we, we lose something. The community as a whole loses something when you're not actively engaging in the community. So can you speak to that a little bit? So the person who's listening is like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if community groups are really my thing. What is what is your message to that person?
2: Yeah, um, I've I, um, been around churches for you know a number of years, a couple of decades, and I've just really come to that realization that I know that for me personally, when I am engaged in some sort of small group, whatever format, whatever structure that happens to be, I know that it's a benefit to me personally. But what I've also come to realise is that the other people in those group contexts are of benefit to me also. So if you're someone who's uh, has a little bit of a question mark over whether or not I should engage, or uh, can engage, or want to engage, I think it's actually a really um, important question to have in the back of your mind. Um, how can, how will other people? Um, uh, gain from me being engaged in that group. Um, you have got something to give, no matter what, if you realise it or not, there's something incredibly valuable that God's put in your life, and it is of value to other people. So if you are not prepared to engage, then we miss out um, on what you have to give. So that would really be my one of my key, I guess, encouragements to yeah. people, Yeah. I think that's awesome. And, you know, this,
0: the great thing about, you know, a community group message like this is while a little bit in house, because we're talking about sure. our church group yeah. and people who live on the shore and come to our church and wanted to get them engaged in our community, if you're listening from anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, this is a message that applies. It's better when you do life together in a
2: group. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not, it's not a new concept. You know, it's, yeah. been a, it's been around for centuries. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, if, if there were people who are outside of our context, I'd just really encourage them to find a great local church, and great local churches have great groups going on. And if they happen to be in a, in a context that doesn't have groups, just start gathering people around you, chat to your, your pastor or your leader, and, and I'm sure that they would be encouraged by the thought that you would be interested in gathering other people together to form some sort of group.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. And again, if you want more information about our church, especially as it pertains to getting into a group, svc.org.nz slash community groups is where you want to go. Real quick, before we let you go, we'd love it if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a review in iTunes if you haven't done that already. And feel free to reach out during the week on social media. You can email us if you want all the details on our website. And if you are looking for a new church, if you're in the North Shore, we meet every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. in Forest Hill. Again, svc.org.nz has the address and directions and all of that stuff. We'd love to meet you in person for realsies once if you would be keen to join us this weekend. That would be great. Till next time, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time on the Shore Vineyard podcast.